oh, oh, it's magic, you know, the demons inside your soul, oh, oh yeah, it's magic, uh-huh, you know, do I? Ilyana fell through a hole and she's old. This is great. Oh, and now she's magic. Look at you go. Another one for the X album. Ooh. Hey, we've got a magical episode prepared for today. Oh, snap. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. All right, so... uh we're talking about magic today? Little Snowflake. Oh, Little Snowflake. The Dark Child. The Ooh. demonic ruler of limbo. Oh, oh. Ilyana Nikolievna Rasputin. When you say Rasputin like that, it literally just sounds to me like Bartog yes, from Anastasia. I heard it. <laughs> Rasputin. I give her a ha and a hi-ya and a ooh and a kicker, sir. I love that movie so very much. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you very much do. Yeah, we're talking about Ilyana, or as she's more commonly referred to, magic. Magic. What do you know about magic? All right. I know that she has her sword, which the name of the sword is escaping me right now, but she like summons it and it appears. Mm. And is it soul sword? It's the soul it's the sword. soul sword. And that she can like travel through time or dimensions by going through the dark dimension. Limbo. Limbo. And she's got some connections to Dark Strange and she's got some connections to Dormammu and... She has like a dark, there's a dark side of her. Mm. And I don't know if she always like has control over that dark side. Mm. Um, and I know she's dope. That's what I know. That's true. She That's got all bangs. True. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the entirety of Ilyana's story. Okay. But a uh, focused area that builds into some of the other things that I had been working on and then got derailed and sidetracked and... But it, it'll all be revealed soon enough. Okay. Maybe, unless I abandon that plan and go someplace else. No promises. Yeah. Now, here's where we have one of those interesting debates on character creation. Oh. You actually have gone through the issue of Ilyana's first appearance. Do you remember right. what it was? It was, yes, okay, it was Giant Size X-Men. And it was Colossus. It was when they were, we were meeting Colossus, and he had a tiny little baby sister in a field. Yes, yes. Yes, nailed it. Yes, so she first appeared as the unnamed blonde sister of Colossus, Peter Rasputin, Piotr Rasputin, Piotr. in 1975's Giant Size X-Men number one, almost killed by a runaway tractor. Oh, right. That was her story. No dialogue, no name, no distinguishing characteristics, but that's where she first appeared, and that's the character that would later be followed up on as Ilyana. Because of that, mm-hmm. she is credited as being created by Len Wein and Dave Cockrum. So because she appeared in that issue as that unnamed blonde child, she is credited. Everything that has come from that and attached to that character, she was created by Len Wein and Dave Cockrum. They did amazing things to introduce the world to Giant Size X-Men team, and that would later be carried on to the X-Men, Uncanny X-Men mantle, but they hardly created Ilyana Rasputin, and and certainly didn't create magic. Correct. Now, to place this in the timeline that you're surely building in your head. Of course. And and for you folks at home, 1975's Giant Size, right? Our last few classic episodes rounded out the Dark Phoenix Saga, Mm -hmm. which was in 1980, Uncanny X-Men issues 129 to 138. In the issues 145 to 147, Ilyana was kidnapped and brought to the United States. After she was rescued, along with a handful of others, Colossus wanted her to stay in the U.S. with the X-Men. So this brings us to issue 160. Okay. The X-Men are living in Magneto's old base. This is actually the base that Xavier and Moira go to to talk to Magneto during the Powers of Ten issue where they recruit him to their cause. Okay, yes, yes. The mansion was destroyed in Uncanny X-Men number 154. 
Oh, dear. For the first time, but definitely not the last time. Definitely not the last. When the Sidri, the little spider-looking people that were in one of the giant size issues that you read, mm-hmm. they came searching for Corsair, which led them to the, on a space mission. And anyway, all that. What we're talking about today... Just a few things you have no idea what I'm talking about, but here we go. Uncanny <gasps> X-Men number 160. Number 160. Ooh-wee, let's get into this. Where we find our team against a mysterious red hand crushing them from the distance. I love Nightcrawler in this shot, just the placement on the X-Men logo. Mm, yeah. Kitty's just like, oh, I'm phasing here. <laughs> I'm phasing through this hand. All right, let's get into it. Page turn noise. Now we have our X-Men training in Magneto's base, right? That former base. They're now living and operating out of this base as their home. Okay, all the X-Men together as a team. This as is where team. they This is where they are. This is the team. All right. So the team is Storm, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Colossus, Kitty. Yes. Okay. And we do have our... Who's the blonde? That's Ilyana. <gasps> oh. We do have our creative team on this issue. Chris Claremont on script. Brent Anderson on pencils. Bob Wiechek on inks. Tom Orzachowski on letters. And Glennis Ween on colors. Now, in classic X-Men fashion, we have a mysterious viewer. Someone is watching from the they shadows. Love, they love the creepy viewer on the screenshot. I know, it's good. It's good, you know? It gives you that looming, voyeuristic feeling. Right. The team doesn't know what's about to happen. They're all doing a, a pseudo-danger room type session because they don't have a danger room anymore. So they just practice in the basement. Right. So this is where we get our, our character and power intros to just get uh, a little highlight of, hey, you know, this is this guy, and this is what he does, and this is this guy, and this is what they do. This is what's going on here in case you are new. And during all of this... Ilyana is called by our mysterious viewer. Did someone call me? It was I, little one, a friend. Come unto me, child. A grand and glorious destiny awaits you. That doesn't sound like something a friend would say. No. Also, your hand doesn't look very friendly. No. Kitty recognizes that she's disappeared. Oh, no. She's wandering off and she follows. But she vanishes in a disc of light. The X-Men don't even know. This is not good. The X-Men, after their training, notice the two of them are missing. Wait, Kitty vanished too? Yeah, yeah. Kitty goes after her. Right, that was her. Hey, where are the kids at? That was her in the, the I disc see, right in here. I see, the disc, and vanishing. then she's disappeared. The four of them, while searching, disappear as well on the same discs. <gasps> oh, dear. This is treacherous. And we find ourselves elsewhere. In the darkness. Why does Nightcrawler look like an actual demon? Yeah, creepy Kurt in the dungeon. We find an alternate version of Kurt. Oh dear. Kitty goes to hug him. Oh Kurt, you're my friend. No, it's not. How dare you touch me like that? Who do you think you are? What kind of person do you think I am? Yikes. Yeah, this is not the Kurt that we know. That's not my Kurt. Terrified. Kitty runs and finds Belasco. Belasco. He looks like if Julius Caesar was the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Elsewhere in our elsewhere location, we have Colossus and Storm. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Meanwhile and elsewhere. There you go. Meanwhile (laughs) and elsewhere. Colossus and Storm. What are they up to? Peter's worried about his sister. Yeah, don't Storm's know she's worried going. about his her little her little baby, Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride, friend. Our children are missing. And then, she's abducted. Oh my, Lanta Santa! By tentacles from a monstrous pit. Oh goodness gravy! This is not good. Colossus tries to save her, but disappears onto another stepping disc. Wait a second. Why does it look like Storm has Colossus' powers? She. Seems to have the power of the full team, even with the claws right here. How is this happening? We don't know. We don't know. We cut back to Belasco in his throne room. Belasco. Caesar. We get some context as to this Nightcrawler and Belasco. This is Nightcrawler, but transformed to serve Belasco. Oh, dear. He's a sorcerer who had been trying to open a gate to the Dark One's dimension. Oh, that doesn't sound good. And was banished to Limbo. 
Oh, uh oh. He plans. Spoiler alert: We're in limbo. Oh well, not, not really, really a spoiler, spoiler. but <laughs> no, just more. We're in limbo. Narrative development. Context. Now, who is this purple-looking gargoyles? The cartoon TV show demon. Sim is called in, who is surprised Sim. by the skeleton on the ground, insinuating that. It's Wolverine referencing his adamantium bones and picking one up of the claws, using it as a toothpick. But what? How could it be Wolverine? This is impossible. Wolverine cannot die. Your face right now. I'll tell you nothing. I'll turn the page. I'm not going to tell you. You're not going to tell me. Hold up. Why does now it looks like this other skeleton is being ripped right from Kitty's body? That's because it is. I'm sorry, what? He's tormenting Kitty by magically removing her skeleton as it waves back to her this is just so she's just a floppy bag of skin now yeah in she's got no bones in a crystal like a rumba Velasco gives a locket to Ilyana a token of his love he says oh his love this is inappropriate the medallion is empty now but when you have grown into a woman and learned the arts arcane when at last all five bloodstones are in their proper place bloodstones? you will ascend to a glorious destiny. How's she gonna get those bloodstones? She gonna have to kill people for those bloodstones? We don't know. You know. <laughs> Arkert, the nightcrawler we know and recognize on the bottom two panels, watching from a distance. In the shadows. Elsewhere. Aurora, oddly calm that she's woken up back to normal in another location and goes swimming. Well, she w- she woke up naked already, yeah. so she might as well. Might as well enjoy it. The clothes that she finds, they fit perfectly. The amulet she sees, it feels familiar. Oh, no. As she Don't leaves, put it on, Aurora. Don't put it on. Whoever left this gift, this hooded figure watches on. Oh, dear. This doesn't feel right. This feels like kidnapper situations. Don't put on the clothes. Don't wear the amulet. Yeah. Well, our, our hooded figure assures her, fear not, Windrider. We shall meet... Goddess, help us both. Don't trust the hooded figure. The same hooded figure promises to save the X-Men if they can, but will sacrifice them if necessary. Oh, see? Oh, see? We get a... Would it... Would it... What? See? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to save you, but I'm also going to sacrifice you if I need to. So, like, what's the... Does this hooded figure allude to them that there is a greater threat that they are fighting and they're like, we're all fighting this thing together. I'm going to save you from this thing. But if I can't save you from this thing, like I have to stop this thing. So I'm going to kill you. They don't allude to anything of the sort. That is a messed up proposition. Hey, I'm here to save you. But we do find out later on that exactly that. All right. It is not yet revealed. It's just a risky situation. Risky business. Risky business. Don't trust the hooded figure. I mean, in general, I think that's a good idea. But you want I think me to trust you? Show me your face. Look at this medallion on Aurora, and then look at this medallion on our hooded figure. Are they the same? Along with this locket that we didn't mention, but earlier... The locket appeared. Aurora had found it and put it on. Oh. Kurt versus Kurt, as he attacks this evil version of himself. Gotta take down that evil version. They both disappear. Only one returns to Belasco, saying he has served his master well by killing the X-Man. Uh-oh. Only one returns, and it's the evil one. But is it really the evil one, or is it the good one, and he stole the evil one's clothes? Wolverine is trying to make sense of no it No answer. I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> Why would I answer you? No, I know. I'm just, <laughs> it's just the way that you just don't even look at me. You just, You just... Stare into space, take a breath, and move on. On to the next page. Wolverine's trying to make sense of it all, and he finds a corpse of Colossus stuck inside a wall. Oh, gosh. He's an old man, but Logan's senses tell him this is Peter. But then an attack by Sim, who gloats that he's the one who killed Colossus, and they fight. This is not good. This is not looking good for our team. Wolverine escapes through another one of these discs but somehow sim sim still has something that belongs to wolverine it looks like that's the claw that he had taken off the skeleton in the throne room skeleton that was wolverine that skeleton? was wolverine what's going on here and now what is going on now here? We, 
Wolverine's skeleton. Okay, so Kitty and Wolverine both have the don't have their skeletons inside their body, yet they still are not mush piles. But also look at this page where we have that corpse is me, Colossus, oh looking at an older. This is some nightmare garbage. This is this is terrifying. Yeah. Seeing dead versions of yourself. Yeah. What kind of magic is this? Dark magic. Sim pulls out the adamantium claw and throws it into Colossus's shoulder. Oh no. Oh no. It penetrates his armored form. Well, now we know if Wolverine and Colossus got into a fight, we know Wolverine Potentially. could could take him At down. Least stab he into could his stab him. metal form, yeah. Colossus doesn't back down. Sim overpowers him as well. Oh my goodness, this Sim character. You can see how strong this demon is as he's throwing him around. Man. But then... His underbite. Wolverine returns. Hi there, remember me? Remember me, bub. Bub. Together. Remember me, bub. Oh yeah. Together they take him on and throw him into another stepping disc. Let me get a fastball special. Oh, into another disc. Uh, These discs... I don't trust them. A teleport circle, you lousy stinking. Bye. Oh, there's our hooded Colossus figure. thanks Wolverine for his timely return. He notices that it was actually the magic of this hooded stranger as he recognizes her scent. Her. her she scent. teleports them away. He smelled her before. Smells like a woman smells I know. Smells like a woman I know. Right to Belasco as Nightcrawler attacks. Oh, dear. Nightcrawler attacks Belasco. Yeah. Storm comes out of nowhere. It is the good Nightcrawler. Belasco remarks, Storm, but young and vital at the peak of her elemental powers. And he retreats. So he knows them? Belasco, where are you from, man? What is going on? Nightcrawler reveals that he defeated the evil doppelganger and stole his clothes. Yes. They're about to go after Belasco, but stopped by... Our hooded figure. Oh, dear. An older Aurora. An o- what? An older Aurora? No, Wind Rider, that you must not do. Why not? Who are you, stranger, to command the X-Men? See for yourself. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What kind of time travel craziness is happening up in here? The mysterious figure reveals to them that she was in the same spot, the same decision to be made. She chased Belasco. Her friends followed. They died. I was damned. I will not allow that tragedy to happen again. Oh, man. Oh, time travel loops. This older storm uses her magic to free Kitty. Her magic? As I grew older and my ability to control the elements waned, I turned to the other half of my heritage, sorcery, which, especially after the Doom Storm issue... And the details of Mysterium, I would love to see her embrace in the current comics. Just, oh, sorcery. Yeah. That would be so dope. Yes, Storm. She fixes Kitty, returns her skeleton to her body. Storm to storm conversation. As the team makes a break for it. But Belasco returns with reinforcements. Ooh, that bottom panel where like Ileana spread between the two panels. Two worlds, yeah. Oh, two worlds. That's dope. That's dope. Right, because our team, Older Storm, tells them that they can't stay and fight. They must go. But as they're trying to escape, Belasco slips by Storm, grabs Ilyana, and is pulled between the two realms. This is not a good situation, Ilyana. The X-Men, back on the island at their base, pull to get Ilyana out. Kitty loses her hold on Ilyana for just a second, but recovers. They pull her through, and she's aged seven years. Seven years? She was six when she had disappeared, and now is 13. She, That girl in the beginning of this issue was six years old. Yes. People really need to get, like, the old school comic artists. Listen, I love y'all. Your stuff is good, but you really need to be better at aging. I don't know. That was, what? She did not look six years old. You're saying older or younger? Y- older. Uh, I don't know about that. I think she was far too tall to be six years old. That's because you were looking at her next to Wolverine, and he's very short. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Six years old. All right. And we get a note that Moira has confirmed that it's her genetically. Peter struggles with what he's going to say to his parents. Oh, my goodness. He goes to visit his younger sister, who was terrified by him at first, but relieved to see him. I was so afraid. I thought you'd forgotten me, that you would hate me. It's been so long. I missed you so much. Dang. Just how terrified she is. So 
not to be like a whole poker, but they all go into this dimension. They're all in there together. They all come out. None of them have aged at all. In the split second that it takes Kitty to lose her grip on Ileana and grab her back in that time, Ileana ages seven years. Yes. Questionable. Yes. Highly. Carry on. Colossus falls asleep watching over her, and a medallion is revealed in Ileana's hand. Oh, dear. She's had it for as long as she can remember. (gasps) It's her special talisman. Oh, no. A gift from the one who said he loved her. The bloodstones. It pops open and a voice says, when you are grown into a woman and have learned in full measure the arts arcane, when at last the bloodstones are in their proper place, you, Ilyana, will ascend to the most glorious of destinies. And we see Belasco cackling over Piotr. I'm sorry, is he holding a Fozzie bear? Oh yeah, he is. That is a Fozzie bear. Yeah, yeah. I Love a Fozzie Bear. I used to watch that. You're as funny as Fozzie Bear. Like over and over and over and over and over and over over again. That VHS. Okay, so she has three bloodstones. And she at one point had a Fozzie Bear stuffed animal. Yep. And she's aged seven years. And she's aged seven years. What's a bloodstone? That's the end of the issue. How rude. What'd you think? Uh whirlwind of information that i didn't also didn't get the information so i think uh there's another issue that we're going to talk about you hope so i certainly do so the first time i read this it was as part of my reading the uncanny x-men run which at this point was just uncanny x-men no spinoffs no minis so it was just this single issue i had as much information as you do now well you had a little bit more because you read all the dialogue Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's just me being sassy. Yep. <laughs> this has a publication date of August 1982. Okay. And I was highly confused, especially because the next issue, Uncanny 161, has nothing to do with Ilyana. That's... We get a Professor X and Magneto backstory and a lead in into the Brood Saga, which takes place over the next handful of issues, taking the X-Men into space. This is when Xavier presumes that they died mm-hmm. and is depressed, but gradually is convinced to start the New Mutants, a.k.a. Claremont is gradually persuaded into writing a second X-Men title. I see. We don't even see Ilyana again until Uncanny X-Men 164 in a two-page aside during the Brood story where Xavier can't read her mind. It's protected by an otherworldly power. Interesting. So what do you think? What, what, that, that. I mean, I... I liked it, but I have a lot of questions. What are your questions? I asked them throughout, um, you know, like, what are bloodstones? And is there time travel going on? And, like, is how, so clearly this, I think this person is related to or connected to Dormammu. And we're going to, yeah. no, nothing. Was it, but I thought they were trying to get into the dark dimension. The dark ones. It's not the dark dimension. It's different. His masters, Belasco's masters, he's trying to unleash them. Okay. Well, Storm has magic, apparently. Yep. Yep. So, next issue, please. (laughs) Until next time, old friend. No, no. Disagree strongly. You went through that issue far too fast for it to be the only issue in our episode. A full year later. That is ridiculous. When we get the first issue of the... Ilyana and Storm miniseries. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Publication date of December 1983, over a full year later. That's a long time to make someone wait. So you might not remember this, but... For a comic. I had Claremont sign issue one of this series. Oh, I didn't remember that. And I asked him if he had this full story of this four-issue arc planned out when he wrote 160, or what was left open-ended to fill in whenever he came up with it later. And he did like a, well, that all just resides in the madness of the writer and did like wiggly fingers at me and cackled. And it was, it was amazing. I love it. it I love amazing. it when he does that. <laughs> I shall never reveal my secrets. Right. But so now we see issue one in a four issue limited series. Storm and Ileana. Magic. We've got Belasco. We've got Ileana here. Nightcrawler and someone else. TBD person and Storm. Old Storm. Yeah. It's a pretty epic cover. Old Magic Storm. What's in that blacked out box? Was that just like where 
the pricing information would go or yeah or like the barcode oh cool on her 14th birthday Ilyana remembers her years in limbo oof we jump right back to where we left off over a year later. I think that's so cool to to leave this open ended, to leave this not really explained, right? And then a year plus later to pick back up on this thre- on this thread. Yeah, and it is like very much visually the the image, the second half of that image where like you see Storm shooting her magic lasers at all the demons, whatever yeah. they are. Written by Chris Claremont. Layouts by John Buscema, finishes by Tom Palmer, letters by Tom Orzachowski, colors by Glennis Ween. Page turn noise. We even get our revisit of the split. Oh, no. See, in that, she looks like a little little girl. She is. She's, this is her as it's happening. Six-year-old Ilyana. Oh, no, I can't feel anything. I've lost her. Storm tries to stop him, but Belasco performed a spell on Ilyana. Oh, no. Oh, he's removing her from her body? Taking a piece from her soul, he creates the first bloodstone. Oh, dear. So the first bloodstone is of herself? Yes. Oh, my land. I still don't really know what a bloodstone is. He takes this piece of her soul, creates it into this ball of energy. She is bound to me, body and soul, and through me, to my dreadlords forever. Behold the first of the five bloodstones. Oh dear. Once in place, no power on earth can remove them. And when at last the circle is complete, the dimensional walls will burst and the elder gods will come forth. Doesn't sound like that's a good thing. They're saved by Cat, an alternate version Cat. of Kitty Pride. Dope. From this older Storm's team, the team that was left behind in Limbo when Ilyana was able to escape. So we get our first hint of like where these other characters are coming from. Mm-hmm. So in our story, we've seen the X-Men come in, they save Ilyana, they get out, mm-hmm. but she ages. Yes. In Storm, this older magical Storm, Ilyana escapes, but the, the X-Men team gets, left behind. gets left behind. And most of them die. Or are twisted by Belasco. But not Kate, not Cat. Well, okay, just kidding. (laughs) They transport themselves back to Aurora's sanctum. That is a high cut leotard. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's up to her armpits. That is like just a just I would imagine highly uncomfortable. Yeah. Goes right up your butt. Oh, baby, Liana. While together in her sanctum. Aurora tries to break the link between Ilyana and Belasco, the link that was just created by him. Uh, but Storm, we just found out you can't do it. No power on Earth can do it. She's pulled in and fights on the astral plane with an Ilyana that's been powered by Belasco's bloodstone. It oh, is no. nearly too much for her. See I mean, it's pretty cool, yeah. though. Yeah. She's riding a magical demon horse. So she's fighting against Storm because she's powered by Belasco. Right. Yikes. Oh, no. Wait. Are the other two bloodstones going to be Storm and Cat? No. No. I got an answer that time, folks. (laughs) Just a flat out no. (laughs) Aurora barely gets away. Oh, my goodness. Saying that she couldn't break the link, Storm hatches her plan. Belasco is imprisoned here in Limbo. If I return Ilyana to Earth, assuming that is even possible, he will use her as the means of his escape. I cannot eliminate the magical cancer that consumes her, but I may be able to teach her to combat it. Suppose I make her my apprentice. Oh! Cat hates this idea. It's precisely what Belasco wants. She'll learn from Aurora and become more easily corruptible. She'll give in to the dark arts, the arts arcane, the magic that is surrounding oh, everyone no. in this limbo dimension. The dark arts. Oh, dear. Cat calls her out. Apparently, Storm has been manipulated into becoming Belasco's apprentice for what she believed was an attempt to learn magic and overthrow his power, but it corrupted her equally. Cat herself has been transformed in name and physicality and would rather see Ilyana dead then suffer the same fate as Aurora. Oh, dear. And she leaves. But is it really Aurora who's under 
Belasco's thumb, or is it you, Cat? Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Little smirk from Justin. No words. So Aurora wants to train Ilyana in magic, to learn to create from magic. This tree that she has behind her, this Mm -hmm. giant tree, was created from an acorn that Aurora made out of herself. Oh, interesting. During her first lesson with Storm, Ilyana learns how to separate her astral form from her body. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Like Wanda. Yeah. Like Wanda being able to drink coffee and read the dark hole at the same time. Summon her dead children from other dimensions. Aurora lashes out at Ilyana when she craves using magic. Belasco never hurt me. He gave me a present. He said he loved me. Oh. It's that, uh, what is it called? Now I'm... Stockholm Syndrome? Yes. Yeah. You like begin to love your captor. Yeah. Dark. This is just the first brush of detail as to what happens in the Mm in-between of her being trapped in limbo for seven years. Yeah. But it goes deeper into that later on as we get more revealed but a story for another day yeah there's a dark portion of Velasco that now lives within Ilyana if you allow it he will someday consume you oh no this is don't allow it this is that dark portion oh she just like took it right out of her she's just looking at it she's in her astral form I see and Aurora it's that same crystal inside you only it's bigger and they awake and they wake up and a year has passed as they've been in the astral plane. What? She's now, she even remarks, I'm bigger. What happened to me? Same as to my oak, the passage of time, roughly a year from the moment we sat down. It went by so fast, and it seemed like I hardly learned anything. You did better than you know, little one. I am proud of you. Oh, man. A year? That's a long time. Later on, Cat infiltrates Aurora's garden and Uh-oh. disarms her, incapacitating her into the water. Oh, goodness, Gravy. Cat, what are you doing? She offers Ilyana a chance to go home. Ilyana's afraid of Aurora's dark side, what lashed out to her, what seemed to be the same crystal within her, only larger. She agrees to go with Cat home, as they're both watched by Belasco. Home? Like, what's home? Like, out of the dark dimension? That's the goal. Ay. To be continued. To be continued. What'd you think? I think I'm ready for issue two of the four-issue miniseries. <laughs> Well, what do you think about issue one? Like, does that give you a little bit more info? Do you do you do you enjoy the magical world that they're yes, in? Yes, for sure, I definitely do. I think it's good to get some more information. Um, it's cool to see Storm in that light. I like this relationship between Storm and Ileana that I didn't really know existed. It only exists here, technically, through the older Storm and Ileana. Mm. Next issue, please. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, number two in a four-issue limited series. Eliana v. Evil Nightcrawler. A page turn noise. Yeah, that Nightcrawler fight on the cover, but as we get into the issue, we're in the tunnels of Limbo. Cat and Eliana are being attacked by demons. Oh, no. But what will happen? Scared of it all, she trips into one of Limbo's light circles. No, those teleport you. And she ends up. Beside the corpse of her dead brother. Oh, dear. Sim appears and confesses to have taught Colossus a lesson. Is Sim just sitting there smoking a cigar? Yep. Just like, hey, kid, let me tell you about this time I defeated your brother. Good day, sweetums. <laughs> we were never formally introduced. Sim works for Lord Belasco. Big boy on the wall objected to the Lord's plans for you. Sim had to teach him a lesson. Looks cute, eh? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> He picks her up right by the hair? Yeah. Dude, that does not feel nice. Yeah, no, he's not a nice guy. He is definitely an evil demon. But from behind, Cat cuts into his tail. Oops, got him. Hi there, remember me? I guess not. Else you'd know better than to try to grab me. She still has her phasing ability. Oh, yes. She saves Ilyana and escapes with her through a portal to a barren tundra. Oh, lion demons. Now, this page isn't very plot heavy, but it is really cool. Yeah. And it also underscores some of the viciousness that Kat is able to tap into as she takes down this two-headed tiger. That's, that's so three cool. times her size. That's so cool. 
covered in sweat and blood, hers and the tiger's. Cat roars her triumph to the sky. I remember her remark to Sim about making him for dinner. And all of a sudden, it doesn't seem like it was a joke. Oh. Tiger steaks for dinner by the fire. Well, you got to eat. Yeah, right. I mean, when you age a year in 10 minutes, you have to catch up on all those meals you missed. Yeah. This cat is no kitty pride. Her humanity having been taken from her. The next day, we have a harsh training lesson from Cat. But first, she makes Ileana an outfit. Right. Out of, I think is out of the tiger. Yeah, seems like it. I like this image of Ileana's like on the ground, just like with her hand up. And obviously I can't see exactly what the dialogue says, but I get the idea that Ileana's like, okay, enough. Can we just take a pause? And Kat is like, no, girl. Yeah. We got to keep going. You're going to fall apart like this. Yeah. Cat is blunt about what needs to be done, forcing her to run, slashing at her with the sword here. You got to teach her somehow. But don't worry. You know, there's plenty of people to keep you company. At least you'll have this guy with the teeth. Cat, wait for me, please. <laughs> As they go, Cat teaches her how to fight, how to survive. The ways of survival in the dark dimension. Storm reaches out as Uh-oh. they're fighting, asks them to come back to her, that it's not safe for them, that they must return to my sanctum. I beg you, Ilyana's only hope of freeing herself from Belasco's influence is to master the arts arcane as my apprentice. No. Ooh, Cat is not having none of that. She doesn't have any of it at all. Later on, Ilyana actually gets a strike on Cat. She's Uh-oh. learned so much because two years have passed. <laughs> and again. Well, she asks, how much time has passed for the X-Men back on Earth since I was kidnapped? Probably none, Cat says. Yet I've aged almost three years. They won't believe their eyes. Don't get cocky, kiddo. We're not home yet. Far from it. Oh, yeah, kiddo. Yeah. They reach Belasco's Citadel. Ooh. Uh-oh, there he is, Dark Nightcrawler. Yeah, and they end up in a fight with Belasco's servant, Nightcrawler. Looks like he's really kicking their butts. Yeah, he's fighting with such ferocity. I love such the... Such fervor? Yes. I love the three swords that he's wielding, one with his tail. Mm-hmm. That's pretty intense. But he's teleporting all around them. They can't catch him. They can't keep up. You never know where he's going to go next. Cat sneaks up behind him. Uh-oh. And phases his leg into the brick wall. Oh, ouch. Stabbing him through the heart from behind. Oh, my Lanta Santa. That's got to be hard for her. because She's like, you were once my friend. Right. You were once my bestie, Kurt. And now you are now evil you. Nightcrawler. And yeah. I am Crazy Cat. Yeah. And we have changed. Up at Belasco's altar, where the walls between dimensions are the thinnest, Cat tries to phase herself and Ilyana back to Earth. Looks like they're in some kind of Dr. Seuss land. (laughs) They're so close. They can already see the X-Men. But when they get pulled back by Belasco, it's all revealed to be an illusion. It's not real. (laughs) You? Why, Ilyana, you look so delightfully surprised. Oh, dear. The whole demon gang's all here. Nightcrawler dead on the ground. Sim, Belasco's telling Ilyana, "Your, your heart, it seems knows its true allegiance, even if your head denies me. Liar, I'm nothing like you. I'll never be. Uh, never's a long, long time, sweetums. And time in this place Sweetums. Is always on Lord Belasco's side. Your precious X-Men fought as long and hard as they could. And look what happened to them. You'll be no different. Yikes. Oh, no, what's happening? Cat attacks him, trying to destroy Belasco. He freezes her with one gesture, making it clear that he was always toying with her and gives her an even more animal-like shape, also robbing her of her free will. Oh, no. He needs a replacement for Nightcrawler. Yeah, and now she's completely under his control. This is not good. Where's Aurora? At Belasco's behest, Ilyana conjures the second bloodstone by cutting into herself with a knife. Wait a minute. Both of them are from her? Yes. Are all of them from her? Maybe. Oh, no, girl. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Don't do it, girl. Already did it. (laughs) Twice. Storm witnesses it all. Swears to slay both Ilyana and Kat to free their souls and save them as she's getting even more corrupted and manipulated. Look at at her evil face. 
She's so evil. She's like, yes, I have demon eyes. The more that's taken from her and put in this amulet, the more she's giving in to his control. Well, the more of herself she's losing. She's taking it out. Right. This is not good. To be continued. To be continued. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's pause. No. What do you mean? So she's now aged three years. We've lost Nightcrawler. We've lost Cat. Storm is still on the sideline getting angry. We got two bloodstones. We got one more that's going to happen before she gets out of this place. Oh, because you've seen the, she comes out with the three. final amulet. Yes. All right. I'm ready. Let's go. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Can you not tell? I, I, just, let's talk about it a little bit. I can't. I'm binging right now. Oh. I love or Storm's life, Ilyana. Choose. Two Storm, Ilyana. Issue three. Issue three. Belasco is totally manipulating Ilyana through this. Yeah. This is not this is not good for her. A page turn noise. He watches on as Ilyana, now his apprentice, oh dear. corrupts and transforms the soul of a pet of hers. Oh no. Ilyana, what did you do? You made a tiny cute little demon though. And angrily it attacks her. Oh no. In return. <laughs> as cat chomps down. Cat is like, she's like a cat now. She's yeah. just like a panther lady. Ilyana feels as though she's failed, and Belasco sends her to her room. So that's a Beauty and the Beast moment. Go to your room without supper. Yeah. Well, and Cat chases after her. Oh, no. She slams the door, but Cat's still able to phase, comes right after her, and fights to break through with some of her personality as she says, Ilyana. Ilyana. I'm still in here. And you see just the sadness in her face. Don't let this happen to you. Leave me alone. Oh, no. Ilyana lashes out, using a spell that she shouldn't be able to cast to chase her away, accessing a dark door of power within her connected to Belasco's elder gods. Oh, Ilyana, this is not good. So before this point, like when Ilyana's six in... Like the original issue that happened a whole year before all these, did she? Was it revealed at all that she had any mutant powers? Nope, she was too young. She oh right, because she didn't hit puberty yet. Yep. So now her mutant powers are surfacing, which are enhancing her ability to tap into this magic. Nope. This is just her just simply learning this magic. Yeah, and can do it subconsciously, likely because of the influence of Belasco over her. So is she a mutant? It has not yet been revealed. That's not what I asked. <laughs> okay, well that's all I can tell you at this point in the story. Okay. Ilyana tries to distance herself from them and Belasco with this silver surf- circle of protective magic. Pentagram. Belasco's are made of red, black fire, and he stands with the cardinal point behind him. Aurora's are silver, and she faces the point. His are to destroy, to hurt things and people. Hers to create and heal. My circle's silver. So there's still some good left in her. There's still She's some still good. still fighting it. She can do it. Come on, girl. She tries in her spells to create magic like Aurora. Rather than destroy, she creates an acorn from her own life force. <gasps> like Aurora had done. But the evil within her destroys it. Oh, no. So close. It's so far. Okay, Storm. An astral form of storm appears. Look at this outfit. She tells her to be strong, that she's coming to help. However, she forbids Ilyana from directly confronting Belasco. What do you mean forbids? Forbids her. You can't forbid me. Are you are forbidden. You can't. That's just going to make me want to do it more, you fool. As Ilyana is sulking and wishes for a means to get away, a uh-huh. light circle appears from nowhere on the oh, ceiling. No. Who is it? Who's coming? I wish it was closer, and now it's on the side of the wall. I I did that? It wasn't magic. Somehow I tapped into another kind of power that comes wholly from within me. <gasps> A mutant power? I made the disc do what I wanted. Voices outside. Belasco, he must know what I'm doing. What a fool I was to believe I was safe simply because I was in my room. Oh, damn. She creates a disc underneath the bed, and it falls in and disappears. Bye. Hey. Ilyana is teleported into a tunnel, one that honeycombs most of Limbo. Hey, look, it's the new mutants. Yeah. 
This actually what they do in there. This this ties into an issue of New Mutants that I didn't prepare for this issue, but is the issue that would follow this miniseries that connects kind of this arc of the bookend of the Uncanny issue, this four issue miniseries, and then New Mutants. They've been transported into Limbo as well somehow, and oh, they no. recognize her as Ilyana. It can't be Bobby. She's too young. So they know Ilyana as as she a is fourteen year old. This is bananas. As suddenly as they appear, the automobile and its occupants vanish. Who were they? I've never seen those people before, yet they knew me. I can't delay Time much travel as I'd like to. Nonsense. Velasco knows what'll pop up next. I'll have to summon another disc and cross my fingers. She realizes teleportation is her mutant power. Oh. She uses that teleportation to go inside Belasco's library. Girl, this how Beauty and the Beast are we right now? Go to your room without dinner. Do not go to the West Wing. Here I am in the West Wing. Yeah. There's Belasco's grimoire. Oh, a grimoire. That's in the current comics. Yeah. Apocalypse has one of those. Yeah. But Storm's astral form keeps her from reading Belasco's spell books. You're in trouble she now. She falls into another light disc and teleports Where to into this time? the past. Oh, Where she's snap. witness to a battle between young Storm and Belasco. Oh, okay, young Storm. Get it, girl. Yeah. Look at that outfit. Look at that mohawk. Look at that cape. Yeah. The fury. It's crazy because this is the mohawk that might later be seen as her in mohawk form, like the punk mohawk form. Storm beats Belasco and slays her helpless foe. Oh. But as a result, though, Belasco is reborn and Storm becomes his corrupted slave. This is just ridiculous how come he gets to be reborn because this is his dimension he's the ruler of limbo well so no one can defeat him seems like it because now oh my god look at her she's red yeah she's got horns this is not okay swearing allegiance to belasco oh no was cat right the whole time iliana sees it and teleports back out away from this into the present where she's welcomed by angry sim Barely managing to fight him off. Here he goes for the hair grab again. Always. She runs down the stairs, tries to help Aurora against Belasco. Trying to help her against Cat. Now at odds with her friend. That's a cool image. Like Aurora on the ground. There's no real background. Just Mm. Ileana fighting Cat. And she's just like, leave her alone. Trying to protect Aurora. She kills Cat. Oh, man. My best friend. Snap. She snaps her neck. This is just terrible. I'm numb. Why don't I feel anything? Not elation, not grief. Don't I care? Have I become more like Belasco than I dare admit? Oh, no, girl. Belasco now tells her he'll conjure the third bloodstone and condemn the soul of the dying Aurora. So the third one is Aurora? It's still Ileana. It's still Ileana. Then Aurora will strip your soul from your body while you still live and offer it to those I serve, the Dark Ones, as as a sacrifice. Death will not herald your freedom, harlot, but your eternal damnation. Harlot? How rude. To be concluded. Give it to me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, look at that cover. Magic looks creepy, and she has a devil tail and, and horns. horns and fangs and a sword and a sword. The first appearance of the Dark Child. It's something that you don't necessarily know, but may remember from the Inferno promotion that we saw the other day. So the different sides of her, the more mm. corrupted version of her. Yeah, it's such a cool image with like deeply heavy magical connotations. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. Page turn noise. We got our recap page of what happened. In order to save the dying storm's soul from Belasco, Ilyana kills her. No. Betraying Belasco's wishes. Got him. He's furious, but she uses her mutant power and teleports herself and Storm's corpse away back to Storm's garden, her sanctum. Oh, man. 
Belasco wasn't ready for that. No. She buries her friend, but is attacked by a zombified version of herself, calling her regrets of not saving her. Oh, jeez oh, Louise. Colossus also returns as a zombie and chases her. Oh, this is not good. There's zombies everywhere. How's she back at her childhood home now? She teleports, ends up on Earth at her parents' home in Russia. She goes to the door excited, knocks on it. Her parents, they don't recognize their daughter and they tell her to go away. Because there's no time has passed for them. Right. So how could she possibly be their six-year-old daughter? Right. What's the meaning of this girl? Why are you playing such a cruel joke? What's all the commotion? Papa, I beg your pardon. It's me, Ilyana. My daughter? Impossible. Our Ilyana is a baby. You're a young woman, almost fully grown. Stop talking nonsense and go home to your real parents. Oof. Wait, listen to me. Nope. Belasco's demons are already waiting for her and return her to limbo oh to Storm's Garden. <gasps> Look at them. They're so cool. Yeah. Zombie Wolverine. Here, Belasco attacks her. Oh, no, no, no. And conjures the third bloodstone. Oh, goodness gravy. Oh, Demon Colossus is just like holding his sister captive. By the hands, yeah. He leaves her in the garden, cut off from both her magical and mutant powers. How do you do that? Come on now. Again, Ilyana uses Storm's oak, both to protect herself from this freezing cold that started with Storm's death and using it as sustenance. Resourceful, at least. Again and again, she tries in vain to create an acorn from the oak's life force to prove her independence from Belasco, but she fails. Come on, Ileana. You can do it, girl. She fails again. Each time, she's pulling more and more power from the oak tree. Oh, no. It's uprooted. She finally realizes her mistake. She uses the last remainder of the oak's life force to create an actual weapon, a sword, but from herself as well. The soul sword. Yeah. An axe That's that why it's called the soul sword. From, it's from her soul. Yeah. Wow. Things I'm learning. This act enables her to regain her teleportation powers as well. Let's go. She comes in and confronts Belasco with her soul sword in hand. Using her teleportation, she gets the upper hand in their duel and slashes at Sim. That was for my brother. Later, dude. She doesn't even notice as she's fighting that she's becoming more and more demonic. She looks just like him. Finally, remembering Aurora's fight with Belasco, she realizes that killing him would damn her. Hmm. So what does she do instead? She lets the ungrateful, angry Belasco go and become human again. Oh, dear. He's so angry. He's so furious with her. But I've won. I once more become myself. But I don't feel like cheering. Yeah, no. This uh, took a lot out of you. Yeah. After defeating him and doing some soul searching, she decides it's time to try and return back to the X-Men, for whom no time has passed since she was away. Craziness. And she's pulled out. We realize that it's her still at the beginning that we saw reflecting on her 14th birthday. As Ilyana remembers her dead friends and is optimistic about her future. Oof. The end. The end. Now now you know like the heaviness that travels with her. Yeah, all the time. All the time. And even on this last page where she sees Professor Xavier does have a heart. He just likes to keep it hidden. She he's Don't let... try to don't try to schmooze me about Xavier. It's not. It's to get to another point. Okay. Relax. All right. He's let the kids out, the new mutants. Mm. out of their studies to enjoy the snow but she can't she's like i i'm too corrupted i'm too damned by this darkness within me now what's going on with these blood zones though because she got three out of five that's more than halfway yeah and she can't get those pieces of her soul back nope (sighs) dang homie do you feel like you know liana better now yes what do you think about her as a character i mean I always thought Eliana was like a really strong character, but just the fact of, you know, she spent seven years of her life like basically fighting for her own soul and to have started that at six years old. Mm -hmm. Just a whole new level of maturity and understanding, you know. What did you think about these alternate universe or alternate reality X-Men? 
They're cool. I mean, I wish I would have seen more alternate reality Wolverine. Yeah, and he's, like he's dead the whole time. Colossus was just kind of like in the wall. He was there. He was a zombie, but the fact that it was more about Cat and Storm, I did really like that, and I liked the kind of battle that they were having within themselves. But they've also been trapped in there for who knows how long, and right. And all of the magical elements that come into this storyline are really cool. I figured that you would like that just because of how much you enjoy magic and the arcane arts. The dark I mean, arts. We do have all four issues if you ever want to read it. Yeah, okay. If I ever want to read that and 450 yeah. other things. Sure, yeah. But you enjoyed it? This yes. Is, this is actually a really great miniseries. So I don't know if you, you got it all from it, but so much happens in it. Yeah, and it well, really I was really enjoying it, which is why when you were like, want to stop in between, I was like, <laughs> I don't, can I, can we not? Well, I, I want to talk about it along the way because I mean, then. It could be talked about as a general wash afterwards. Yeah, but then a general wash doesn't include detail. That's why I don't want to just only talk about it at the end. Well, I couldn't wait. So well, here we are now. So now you've read the first five issues of Ten of Swords. Yes. The Prophecy that Polaris speaks out about mm-hmm. the swords. Eight years gone in seconds. From childhood lost comes a creature grown. A young girl's friends used as weapons honed a woman's soul into a blade of her own. Ooh. That's magic, obviously. Yeah. And so that was the... Yeah, Doug, when I read that, I was like, what does that Doug's mean? reaction, Yana seemed to snatch this one pretty quick. I guess she would because she made a really pissed off face when she heard it. Because it's literally her life. Yeah, it's entirely about her. And to your point about it being more Storm and like about the two of them. Yeah. It's called Storm or Yana and Storm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. I like that. I like that they have this relationship, but it's not the Storm that she knows outside of that dark dimension. So... Yeah, well, even even with Cat too, and and aren't her and Kitty like best friends? Yeah, they become roommates, and especially now that she is of the age to be essentially a student at mm-hmm. Xavier's, she's now a whole different character. That's got to be so weird for Ileana to like know these alternate versions of these people and and not let that affect how she interacts with them. Right. And also like to keep the like demonic side of her at bay all the time. And then, you know, knowing that people don't always trust her and it's like, well, it's not my fault. Right. And so that's a lot of what happens after this fact is that she battles with this part of her soul that's corrupted. That's she needs to always keep in check, keep at bay, not feed into. Mm-hmm. And she fears what the other new mutants will know of her or think of her if they found out who she truly was crazy crazy did you have a favorite issue or favorite part or no the whole thing the whole thing it was awesome i liked the i'm I'm always a fan of a good like training montage yeah you know well when they were doing the running sequence or what just like cat and her in the desert or whatever yeah fighting for years eating tiger steaks all the time for years what about you what are your thoughts what are your feelings i think just this sticks out to me as just Claremont doing crazy things narratively mm-hmm. to have left this dangling plot thread of, oh, yeah, Ilyana aged a bunch of time in split seconds, but I'm not telling that story right now. I'm not, not telling you. Now I know that's now that is how I feel when you dangle a plot thread in front of me and you're like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. Right. Well, that that's. You can't get the entire. That's the. I understand. I'm just. That's I'm, the difficulty of X Men. I was trying to give you a compliment, and I I wash it away. I was comparing you to Chris Claremont. Uh, that's good. In your narrative and storytelling ability. So let me take it back a notch and say thank you, Alicia. <laughs> thank you, Alicia. You're welcome. Did you like my song? I loved your song. Like loved your song. Well, now especially right, the demons inside your soul. Ileana fell through a hole and she's old. <laughs> classic. Classic. Hit me with the lyrics one more time. Oh, oh, it's magic. That's her name. You know. Now I do. The demons inside your soul. Oh, 
It's magic. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh-huh. Ilyana fell through a hole and she's old. Oh, <laughs> now she's magic. Now she's magic. Great. I, well, had to, I had to watch that music video of that song. It was, it was strange. <laughs> Never the, seen The lyrics it. get weird. Well, you know, what can you do? Happens. It happens sometimes. All right, then. Until next time, old friend. Charles has a heart. He let the kids out in the snow. I don't like how you snuck that in there. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.